Hello everyone, this is Mandy Lee, fitness and yoga expert, goal coach, and creator of Becoming a Goal Getter, a 30-day guide. Welcome to the Becoming a Goal Getter podcast. This is where I'm going to be sharing tips and tools, inspiration, and motivation for living life as a goal getter. Let's get started. Hey guys. So I was originally scheduled to record this particular episode um, a couple weeks ago, and on the day that I was supposed to be recording it, everything changed, and we actually ended up evacuating Houston and um, headed north because there was a huge storm coming, and it was supposed to be a tropical storm, which then turned into, as we all know, a Category 4 hurricane. Um, and that has thrown our life for a loop over the past few weeks. So it's a little bit ironic. This episode was all about, and still is, but it's all about getting back into a routine. It was really based on the fact that we were all going back to school, um, how the fall is really a kickoff for this whole new season and this whole new um, tempo of life and how to kind of get back into a groove after you've been in a, going at a slower pace, like as, as a lot of people are over the summer. So, so all of my tips and every, everything is still the same. It just has a completely whole, like a whole new level of meaning to it now because we are not only just getting back to school. We actually did start back this week um, instead so um, we went four days, or Marin went four days, and then was off for a little over two weeks and because of the storm, and um, actually just got back to school this week. So um, we're ramping up all over again, but this time with a whole lot more going on. So it's been a crazy time for Texas, and... It's also been a crazy time for a lot of other places now that Hurricane Irma has hit and, you know, that followed right after Harvey and it has just been a massive time of devastation for so many people in the country and, you know, in all of the islands and um, Mexico is having a crazy time right now with the, you know, the earthquake and their storm there and it's been a wild ride the past few weeks for a lot of people. So, Now more than ever, I think this is timely advice, but, you know, it's coming from a little bit different place than I had originally intended. In the last episode of this podcast, we talked all about honoring the season that you're in and not necessarily summer, spring, winter, fall, but where you are in your life. And I call it seasons, but you call it phases or you know, whatever you want, but seasons is just kind of how I think about it. But, you know, there are definitely periods of time when things are slower, um, you're kind of forced to move at a different pace, and you have to just kind of learn to go with that flow. And that's what this last, the last episode was all about. And that kind of led into this one, which this whole back to school, um, this time of year. And This seems to be a pretty common time for most people to be kind of transitioning energy. Um, And even if you don't have kids, it's kind of hard to escape the back-to-school buzz. 
Back to school time typically signifies a return to structure and routine. And after some time away from that, it can be a really overwhelming transition. And an important thing to remember is that a lot of people are going through this right now and you're not alone. And as I said before, you know, when I originally thought this episode out and kind of mapped it out, it <laughs> the ideas are the same, but now there's this whole other level to this. So not only is are you not alone in people kind of getting back into a groove, there are so many people who have just gone through what you went through if you were affected by these storms. You are not alone. And it can seem like that, but you are not. And you have communities rallying behind you and so many other people who have just gone through what you went through. And, you know, there's something to that and making you feel better and making you feel like you're not going through this by yourself. And, you know, even if you were not affected by the storm, the the thoughts are the same. Um, you're trying to get your kids back to school. You're trying to get back to a you know, a different work cycle, you're trying to get back into, you know, another pace of life. So you're not the only one and you're not going this alone. So we all cycle through these different phases and it's a completely natural and normal part of being a human. And understanding that can make it a little easier to be patient and kind to yourself when it happens and you're trying to get your feet back underneath you. Okay, so without further ado... Um, let's go ahead and get into my tips for how to get back into a routine and not lose your mind. (laughs) So, um, anytime you're transitioning, this is my, into anything, anytime anything's changing, you're having some sort of major change. My number one tip always is to clear your space. So for me, this is a complete must. It is a game changer. If my space, whether it's my workspace or my home or whatever it is, if it's not how I want it, and if it's, you know, started to collect piles and um, it's not clear, the energy is not clear there. And I can't get my mind to do what needs to be done if I'm constantly distracted by, you know, things that are out of place. So I know that sounds a little OCD, but I do believe if you know, you are, say you're trying to get back to work, you're trying to whatever you're trying to do. Clearing your space is the number one goal. So, you know, for instance, when we were originally going back to school a few weeks ago, um, you know, that signifies, as I told in the last episode, summer is a very slow season for me with work. And so this is a ramp up season for me typically. And getting back to school means I'm about to get a lot busier, which is great. But, you know, I went to sit down at my desk and just things have collected over there from the past, you know, couple months being, you know, in and out of the house so much, traveling so much, um, out of our routine, things were not where they needed to be. So I spent a whole day and that's all I did was just clear, organize, and I cannot tell you how much better it felt and how much clearer my mind was when I sat down at my desk and everything was where it needed to be. This was also very helpful when we came back home and um, when we were able to get back into Houston after Harvey. Um, and thank the Lord, our house was okay. But it was, it was a time when everything felt very out of control and there was a lot going on that 
we, we literally had no control over. So this was one, my house was one realm that I did have control over. And it was almost like, you know, when you're nesting, when you're pregnant, (laughs) that's what it felt like. (laughs) It was like, this is the one space I can control right now. And especially knowing our, our house in Rockport was, was hit by the storm and not being able to go down there and not being able to do anything about it. And having this house here be okay, going through everything and organizing. I hung up new pictures. I changed out pictures and picture frames. I mean, updated everything. And it really, so it really helped. So if you feel like you're spinning a little bit, clearing your space, getting rid of things you don't need, and just opening the pathways just makes a world of difference. So tip number one, clear your space. Tip number two, think about where you've gotten off track. So outlining where you've gotten off track is tip number two, whether it's working out or with your nutrition or time management. I mean, it could be anything. So wherever you feel like you're off track and things just aren't really going how you want them to, this is where you need to really focus um, because this is the only way you're going to be able to get back on track. The only way you'll be able to get back on is if you know where you got off. So really sit for a minute and think about this and think about how each of these areas could change and like how where you would want to improve and write down, write them down. And, you know, my favorite thing to do is write things down and get out your journal. So get out your notebook. You know, I always have about 10 going at once. Um, So get out your notebook and write down each category and then set one main goal for each area. So say it's fitness, say, you know, fitness is one main goal and or one main category, and you need one main goal for that, maybe the main goal is, maybe the problem is consistency. So instead of trying to bog yourself down and get overly complicated, because this is where you fall off again, because if you make it too complicated, it's impossible to keep up. So don't make life harder. We're trying to make it easier. So say the category is fitness, and consistency has been a major problem. Your one main goal would be consistency. So you would set, you know, a goal for yourself saying, I'm going to work out four times every week, no matter what, for a minimum of 30 minutes or whatever. So whatever you're trying to accomplish, that would vary based on on that, but you get the idea. So, or if it's nutrition, you know, write down category nutrition, decide what your one main goal is there. I mean, are you overeating? Are you eating too much fast food? Cause you've been on the go or you've been traveling or whatever that you haven't been drinking water, whatever it is, set one main goal. And that's what you focus on for the time being. Obviously, those will change. Those will flow into other things. But just focus on one main goal for each category. That way it simplifies it. It outlines it. You know what you're trying to do. And you won't get overwhelmed. So tip number two Think about where you've gotten off track and make one main goal for each category. Tip number three is to create affirmations that make sense for this new chapter. I am a huge believer in the power of positive affirmations because they control the direction of our thoughts. And 
what's the saying? It's like your thoughts lead to your words, which lead to your actions, which become your life. So it all starts in our own head. And if we can't get that going the right direction, then we're going to have more problems. So it's all starts there. And, you know, my, my baseline, my favorite affirmation that I say all the time, and, you know, you say it out loud, or I say, I think the shower is a great time to practice your affirmations because, um, there's no one else around you. You're not distracted. And usually it's the beginning of the day and kind of gets you going in the right direction. And, it, you know, once you do, if you find a time that works for you to do these kinds of things, you'll be more consistent with it. So, um, I think the shower is a great time to do it, but, um, you know, my baseline really is I'm happy, I'm healthy, I have all that I need. And then whatever I would say after that would be, you know, dependent on what I'm trying to do right now. So um, you could say something like I'm motivated and positive and I'm open to the opportunities that surround me. So depending on what you're trying to do, you can, you know, make up your own and say whatever you need. But the important thing is that you find a way to direct your thoughts Get your mind going in the direction that you're trying to go right now. You know, whether that's speeding things up, slowing things down, whatever you're trying to do, there is an affirmation for it. So think about it. Think about what you're trying to accomplish. Think about, you know, think of maybe three adjectives that you would like to describe this time in your life, this chapter. What do you want it to look like? And use that to sort of guide you. So, Come up with some affirmations that make sense for this time. That is tip number three. Moving on to tip number four is to make time for morning meditation with a mantra. So the mantra kind of goes hand in hand with your, you know, affirmation. And these two really lead into each other. So they complement each other and they work together. So the affirmations and the mantra meditations. So you do not need much time for this. So you could just do this before you even get out of bed in the morning, just for five minutes. That's tricky because if you're a sleepy head like me, you just want to go back to sleep. But um, that's not the idea. The idea is to awaken to guidance outside of yourself. So with the affirmations, you're directing yourself and taking some control there. With meditation, you're asking for and receiving guidance from outside of yourself. So whether that's God or the universe or however you want to look at it, I believe it's all the same. You are opening yourself to receiving guidance from somewhere else. So understanding that you can't do everything by yourself and you need some help. And it's a little moment of surrender, which we all need. And my, I believe it was my first episode or my Maybe the second, because I think the first was an intro to this podcast. But the second episode was all about my top five tips for a magical meditation. And I'm going to run through those super quick, just like a um, quick outline of what those were. But if you want to listen to them in more detail, you can go back to episode two. So my first tip was to designate a spot. So if you have one spot, mine is my love seat in the front in the front room of my house. It's my favorite place to meditate. So Find a spot that will signify to your brain that it's time to go. Um, number two is remove distractions. So turn your phone ringer off. Um, put the dogs in another room. <laughs> you know, there's a 
you know, take the distractions away. So that makes a big, huge difference. Um, number three, set a timer. This is very helpful if you're just getting started and you're not used to sitting there for very long and you're constantly wondering how long you've been sitting there. This kind of takes that anxiety away and, you know, set the tone to be something soothing so you're not being jolted out like a like an alarm. But, you know, that way you don't have to worry about sitting there too long or if you've got something to do afterwards, you know, you you are setting that time aside and you don't have anything else to worry about except for sitting there and being open to whatever you're receiving at that time. Um, number four was be nice to your monkey mind. And monkey mind is when you have 8 million thoughts flowing through your brain when you know it's supposed to be still. And this takes time and especially if you're new to meditation and you think you're not supposed to have any thoughts at all, that's impossible. So you get better with time at being able to control that. But in the beginning, and I mean, even if it just depends on your mood and your day and it happens to everybody. So you have these thoughts that come flying through, just let them go and then just get back to what you were Get, that's where the mantra helps, really, and I'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but number five, this is the last tip in that episode, was to keep a journal handy. And as we know, journals are my favorite, but it really does help because you will have these aha moments that come to you when when you're meditating, and whether it's a word or a phrase or an idea, it's good to have somewhere to write that down as soon as you're done, um, as soon as you're a little ding goes off. It's good to have something handy um, before you get back into the swing of life, regular life and your day, because it will, you know, inevitably go in one ear out the other. So before you lose it, write it down. So for instance, the other day I was settling in for my meditation. I did my morning meditation and three words just popped into my mind and they actually became my mantra during that meditation, but they came to me. I did not go in thinking this at all, but it was grace, wisdom, and guidance. And I, sure enough, I wrote it down, and I'm looking at it right now. So it's in my notebook from the other day. So it's nice to have it handy. And I, there's no way I would remember that otherwise. So it's good to have somewhere to write these things down when these moments do happen. And when they do, it's magical. And it's it's nice to be able to remember it and to use those words to then guide you through your day. So this can actually be helpful for your affirmations also. So for instance, like I was fed those words the other day. I could have used those to um, formulate my affirmations for the day. So for your mantra, a mantra is a good idea, um, especially if you're not used to meditating, it's good for everybody. But if you're not used to meditating, it's a good way to keep your mind from wandering. So if you just repeat a word or a thought, um, you can do it out loud or in your head. And just on repeat, just say the same word or the same phrase like, just breathe, just breathe. Or if you're trying to, you know, it's going to be a testing day and you're going to need some patience. So just think patience, patience, and you know, you will be guided. You'll be surprised at what happens. So set some time. This is tip number four, set some time aside for a morning meditation and 
use your mantras. So come up with something that, that works for you for that day. Okay, so moving on to tip number five. At this point, you've got your mind right, you've got your space clear. It's time to knock out your top priorities. And I do this on a daily basis. So you could do this in the morning, you could do it in the evening. If you're going by my Becoming a Goal Getter 30-Day Guide, you would know we do this in the evening. Um, I like to do it at night. That way, as soon as the morning fog hits, I don't have to think about anything. I just know what's happening. And you, know, you can always add to it or change it or whatever, but I have some direction for the day already set before I even wake up. So I think this is an excellent tip and really keeps you on task. And it keeps the to-do list, which is a never-ending, from becoming overwhelming. And it keeps you focused on what's most important. So I really think about, okay, if I could only get three things accomplished tomorrow, what would the top three most important things be? Like if I get nothing else done, these things have to happen. And this isn't like brush your teeth and take the kids to school. I mean, those things are givens. So these are things that, you know, tasks that you need to do. So I I like to keep it to three, but I would say no more than five, just depending on what they are. But make a top priority list and then other to-dos. So those things come if you have extra time. You know, which if you're knocking out top priority items, then you probably will have some extra time because those are the things that tend to um, drag on and on. So if you can get those things knocked out, you will open up more time for the other things you need to handle. So top priority list. So do that. You can do it in the morning or night. I prefer the evening. So however you want to do that, just make sure you're doing it. And then my last tip is time blocking. So the first step to that is what we just did, which was set out your top priority items. And then think honestly with yourself about how long these things take. And this will help you manage your to-do list. And it can be very easy to be unrealistic about this, but then you take yourself down the path of never getting things done or feeling like you're never getting things done. You are, but you're not being realistic about how long each of those things is going to take. So you're putting too much on your plate. Okay. So once you get your top priority items down, think about how long they're going to take and where you're going to fit them into your day. Think about what your schedule looks like for the next day or for the week. You know, think about what your schedule looks like for the week and then think about where these things would best fall into place. And I promise you, you will get a lot more done and you will have a lot less frustration. And just that alone puts you on the fast track to a great season. So, you know, more productivity, more motivation because things are getting done and better time management. So that's my last tip for you is time blocking and be realistic with yourself. So if something is going to take four hours to knock out, don't put 30 minutes. You might think like, oh, that'll just take five seconds. That'll be super quick. That'll be so easy. I hear that all the time. And, and, I'm, and I do it too. We all do it. So, But just really think about it and think, 
okay, well, this is what it's going to take. These are the steps that are going to have to happen to get it done. It's going to take a little longer than that. So I need to be realistic about what it's, how it's going to work out and we'll get it done and it'll make it so much easier. So I hope that all of these tips are helpful to you and I hope that you can use them all to get yourself back on track as we get back into this fall season and back to school and post hurricane and all this craziness that's going on right now. And I hope it brings some peace into your life and some structure and helps you navigate this fall season. If you are looking for more tips like this and maybe want a little bit more of a structured guide, then please head over to my website, mandyleefitness.com and download my Becoming a Goal Getter, a 30-day guide. It is on sale there now. And I also have my Total Body Tone Up, which is an at-home workout program that's available for download. And I mentioned that because starting this week, 25% of all of my website sales are going directly to Harvey Relief Efforts. So this is one way that I can give back, and I would love for you to help me do that. My thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected by these storms that we've all just gone through, and I pray for you, and I'm sending you all the light and love in the world. Um, We are thinking about you and we are here for you. As always, I want to hear from you. So head over to the website or find me on social media at Mandy W. Lee. That's Mandy with two E's, Lee with two E's. And um, send me a message or leave me a comment. And if you haven't yet, I would so appreciate it and be grateful forever if you would subscribe to this podcast and give me a rating or a review. I would love it and be so grateful. If you know someone who you think could benefit from this message, please share it with them. And I would love to welcome someone new to our community. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.